How's it going, everybody? My name is Austin Kiergarten. I am with Joe Klimzeski and Kevin Bernasini, and we are the Flexible Dieting Podcast. And today we're going to talk a little bit about flexible dieting, but flexible dieting on a budget. So especially right now, I feel like it's a very sensitive topic when we're talking about food and groceries with costs and prices just going up. And I can understand uh, when I'm talking to people in the gym or potential clients where they're like, I've just really struggled because it's just really hard to eat healthy foods and it's just so much easier to get, you know, the 89 cent canned, whatever. So I'm going to run right with Joe on this because I know, Joe, you've shared a story with me a couple of times when you were discovering and trial and erring flexible dieting. It was during school, if I remember. So obviously it's college students or just anybody that's struggling on a budget, how do you, how do you make it work? How can you take flexible dieting, making sure we're getting foods that we need with a little bit of foods that we enjoy and still make sure that we can afford it and, and not have to feel like it's breaking the bank. So that it truly was the genesis of flexible dieting in that I, I'm sitting in an apartment in Indianapolis, keep going to school at the IU med center. And I decided to do a bodybuilding contest. I, I had done one previously and I was going to wait till I was out of school, but it's, you know, something hit me that this is a, a good opportunity. This one, you know, somewhat local. And I just had to go to big box stores, kind of like a Costco or Sam's and get tuna by the case. I was getting rice by the 25 pound bag, anything that would reduce my cost even uh, incidentally, kind of a funny story is you could get those, you know, big tubs of animal cracker, animal cookie type things. And they're dirt cheap because it's just the the grossest processed white flour possible, but they were somewhat low in fat. And I'm like, wow, I can put an ounce or two of these in a baggie and take them to class. And that's, you know, kind of a get me through carb snack. So I was literally with cases of even canned green beans, getting the cheapest food I possibly could yet trying to cross or, or check all the boxes on quality that I could. And it was great. I mean, I did what I needed to do. I was making no-bake protein powder cookies and things like that, just things that were very convenient. But absolutely, the first item on the priority list was it had to be cheap. Man, just watch the formation of flexible dieting right there. And I love it. Kevin, same same kind of question to you with you and your journey. I know you've had quite the like the weight loss transformation journey that you shared. How about you? Did did you ever find yourself that like food costs and stuff was just adding up and this was just getting crazy? And did you let that kind of slow you down? Or how did you approach that with your own personal journey? And uh, kind of to piggyback off that, how have you uh, taken that approach with any clients that maybe have expressed uh, cost in regards to food and stuff? Like how, how have you approached that? Probably will answer both with my response, but I've not really been too concerned. And this really just sounds a, like a statement of privilege. And it is. But um, you know, I've not really, you know, thought much of what the food cost was just because, you know, th- this was the rite of passage in my mind. This was this is kind of the this is what I have to do to make ends meet to meet my goal. I must it's i guess it's just the if this is what's if this is what it takes and this is how important it is then i will i'm willing to do that and spend what it is or what it, what it requires to get to that point is that necessary in retrospect no especially with what the more 
what I know now of just flexible dieting principles that I, I does nothing, not everything has to be quote unquote clean or, you know, some premium hashtag or hyphen food. Um, but at the time, that's what I thought. So, um, you know, when it comes to clients, you know, if, you know, if it's valuable to them, if they want to spend that money, go, you know, great. Um, if they don't, then that's where there's, there's still plenty of options that are still, you know, follow the continuum of healthiness. And we, you know, we just, I guess, do the best we can. Cause I, I have volunteered at, uh, at local uh, organizations that help, um, to help individuals that may have been, you know, incarcerated or just having uh, difficulty finding jobs. And I've been their consultant when it comes to health and medicine. And, you know, oftentimes, when, especially with what they, when they learn of what I do, they're, they expect they have to buy tons and tons of fruits and vegetables, something organic, blah, 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 you know, just stuff that is, a, well, I wouldn't say fruit and vegetables are a premium necessarily, but they just have that expectation and perception that it's going to cost a lot when, even if it might at first or seem like that is, comp- you know, compared to just past ha- habits, it's just a matter of, you know, whatever you can afford and what you can buy nutritionally, let's, whatever, if it's, even if it's McDonald's, let's just choose what the best option can be. Cause if that's the context for the individual, then we have to work within that versus ex- thinking we well, have to buy all this crap, all these supplements in order to get that when, you don't have to unless you really want to. So that that's a long-winded response. But I, I wanted to get both sides of the continuum that, it, you know, from poor to rich, you know, just there's, if you want to do that, you can. But if you don't have those options or funds, then there are certainly ways to go about it still be in a healthy way. I appreciate that because you, you said like, like th- there is both sides. One, you both have echoed kind of the same thing. Like if your health is important to you, you're going to find a way, whether it's expensive or not. You're just going to find a way. Even if you only have a few foods to pick from because of cost, like you'll just find a way. Then there's also the other side of, you know, there are people that just are in some difficult financial struggles and their health is not getting any better. So they want to make a change. So, but the food is expensive. So how do we combat that? So it's finding foods that again, have maybe, maybe it's getting canned vegetables because they're cheaper. And one thing would be rinsing them off when you open them up to get off a little bit of the extra sodium. So it's not so high in salt. And maybe it's buying frozen bag chicken. That's just a lot cheaper or, or whatever, or animal crackers. If, if you need to get something, that's a quick carb source. Um, but you both have said the same thing, like you find a way. And I think it's also worth talking in a couple different demographics. One, it might be families, you know, feeding families can be very tough. How do you feed a family with a flexible dieting approach and like if your goals are flexible dieting and you're trying to do whatever and you're trying to feed your family but again cost is kind of tough or even for you know a college student that's listening to this that's like I want to live a healthy life but I'm just struggling to to make ends meet at this point so I'm going to throw it back to Joe because you've got experience in both of these how would you approach you know flexible dieting if if you've got kids and you're worried about feeding kids first and then feeding yourself and then you know, any additional tips for the struggling college kid that's trying to make a healthy change? I love the conversation steering that direction because both with familial needs, because I raised a family of four children and I come from a family of five children, uh, but also I've done a lot of work, as Kevin said, with underprivileged communities and 
working to get you know food deserts and so forth remedied. And unlike Kevin, who was rich and you know ate at, on a golden dining room chair, I grew up <laughs> eating government cheese and white bread and macaroni <laughs> cheese. And so until you had literally a ketchup sandwich because you can't even afford bologna. So you take two pieces of 19 cent a loaf white bread and put ketchup on it, put another piece of white bread and eat that. Then you can't talk to me about, you know, living in, in poverty and, you know, all of, all of that to the point where I think most people, um, We'll never have to face that. If you are even considering dieting and doing something with your discretionary income, getting healthier, gym membership, whatever it takes, you're probably not in that dire of straits, but it still can be done. And the reason I brought up that story is to your question, Austin, I I would do better than I think my parents did because it was all about just cheap. If you're going to feed five kids, you've just got to get the cheapest calories. And I think you could still make room for some fruits, some vegetables. You can find a way to get those things, and it's still not as um, you know hard on the family budget. But I also do understand that that is a true sociodemographic issue. And this is this is going to be how I'm going to answer that question, Austin. When people really don't have a lot of money – you don't have control over much of your life. You're constantly in stress. You're, you constantly feel less than. You see people who do have a lot more than you. And even within your own psyche and within your own family, if you can eat well, then you do that. If you can buy that cheesecake, if you can get that ice cream, if you can get that quart of Hershey's chocolate syrup because that's cheaper than a bag of apples – You'll do that because then you feel like, well, at least I have control over this. At least I can eat what I want to eat. And that has to be a very secondary and perhaps pushed aside value to the fact that I want to eat well. I want my children to be healthy. And so even if it costs a little more, even if I have to drive a little further, I'm at least going to prioritize that in our budget and get rid of some of those things that we just don't need because you can still have health values and still do very well for your family uh, without using that need for control as a driving factor that that may complicate ill health. Such a fantastic response. And 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 I I don't have kids yet, but I can relate on the the coming up of, you know, my parents didn't have a lot of money at first, but to your point, they wanted us to eat well. So they worked their asses off to provide for my brother and I. And I'm thankful that they did that because we got to witness that. And they just, same thing, they just found a way to make it work. And so I can definitely appreciate that response. Kevin, I want to throw it back to you before we start kind of wrapping things up here. Um, With kind of your, have you seen this, I guess, like in with your clinical background, have you seen people struggling with like food, like, Yes, if they're in the hospital, they probably can get meals that day. But have have you ever encountered anyone that's like, I just struggle to have access to food? And if so, like, how how did you approach something like that? So going back quite a bit, this is when I worked in the hospital. This so I was you know just out of just uh, out of undergrad from Evansville. There certainly were a lot of patients that had those circumstances, and frankly, they came to the hospital for the meal. Um. 
I can't tell you what exactly, I mean, there's, I, whether it's naive, be, me being naive for that time and experience or lack of versus just not wanting to ask and prod. I wish I had, but I don't, I don't know what, what, I don't know what was done other than just having social work or case management come and they speak to the patient and go from there in terms of resources. I don't know. Um, so it, that's fairly limited, unfortunately, but yes, there's a lot of, a lot of inequities when it comes to that and all the more reason for just the community resources, whether that's us or just, you know, federal government, federal and state agencies to provide these resources. Um, I don't, I, I really feel like I'm going to be going into a diatribe and I'm trying to prevent that. So I'll throw it back to you, but. Um, oh, that's, that's great. You kind of answered what I was looking for, like the agencies and there's programs. So, I mean, even trying to do a diet, like flexible dieting, like on a budget, like there are programs out there. Like if you are financially struggling, there are programs like the snap program, you know, there's like the meals on wheels program. Like there are programs out there and there's even fitness programs out there too. So it's one of those things that people are listening and they are in that situation. Like there are programs available and you probably could do a little bit of research to put yourself into that direction to get you going, even where you can start to get a little bit more fruit in the diet and things like that. So there are programs, there's a lot of opportunities to still eat food that you need that our body requires, even if it's on a budget. So I, I appreciate both of your guys' responses to this. I think people are going to get a lot out of this video, at least I hope so. And um, we will see you all in the next Flexible Dieting Podcast. Thank you guys. Mm -hmm.